Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to Kingdom Come Ministries. Now we're going to be continuing our series on the tabernacle, where we're actually going to be stepping away from the outer court and moving on to the holy place or the inner courts. And the first piece of furniture we're going to be looking at is the golden lampstand. Now, the golden lampstand was the only light source within the room. And what's pretty interesting, we're in the bronze laver and the bronze altar sacrifice, or it was all made of bronze, but everything within the holy place was made out of solid gold, and it all represents our close communion with God. So, for context, whenever the priest came into the holy place, he would of course fill the golden lampstand seven jars with oil, which of course was used to create the flame. Then he would trim the wicks of dirt, because like candles today, it wouldn't burn properly with dirt on it. So his responsibility every morning and evening was to trim and make sure the candles were lit. But now let's actually get to the construction part of the lampstand. If you turn to Exodus chapter 25, verse 31, I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. So if you don't have one, then just listen and follow along with me as I go. Make a lampstand of pure hammered gold. Make the entire lampstand and its decorations of one piece. The base, center stem, lamp cups, buds, and petals. Now, the complexity here was actually quite clear. They were to build the entire lampstand of all one set of solid gold. No connecting this to this or any of that other complexity. It was all just one set. Now, how much gold, you may ask? Well, if you turn to Exodus chapter 37, verse 24, it says this. The entire lampstand, along with its accessories, was made from 75 pounds of pure gold. Now, that's actually quite a lot considering that in today's standards of how much gold is actually worth. But you may be asking, hang on, where in the world did they get all that gold that they just came out of the land of Egypt? Because isn't that the place where they were hated and they were enslaved? Well, if you actually turn to Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 through 36, it says this, And the people of Israel did as Moses instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. And the Lord had given the people favor inside of the Egyptians, so they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. It's super amazing to see how God can even use those who hate us to set us up for success. Now, I want you to note this, okay? The Egyptians have enslaved the Israelites for 400 years. Can you imagine that? But yet, God allowed his people to take the values from their enemies. See, this just goes and demonstrates to, as to how powerful God is. Now, but let's actually talk about the symbolism of the golden lampstand. Let's take a look at Exodus chapter 27, verse 20. I'm going to be, I'm going to be for this verse right here, I'm going to be reading out of my Passion Bible. So here we go. Or not my Passion Bible, I'm sorry, terribly sorry. The New Living Translation. Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to keep the lamps burning continually. Sorry about that. Now, the way Lord Jesus fulfills this is because there is no light in the tabernacle other than the golden lampstand. In the same way, Lord Jesus is the only light in this darkened world. And you can find a similar text in John chapter 8, verse 12. Excuse me. And it says this, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Now, it says the cups on the golden lampstand needs to be filled with oil. Now, 
oil is actually symbolism of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, how does that work? Well, whenever we are filled with the Holy Spirit, our lives begin to radiate light. Now, pay close, atten pay close attention to the symbolism I'm about to give you here. So, the golden lampstand's design has a center stem and each side has three more branches. So, in total, seven different branches. And each branch connects to the ministry of the Holy Spirit as found in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. One of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is wisdom. He helps us make decisions based on the Word of God. But not just wisdom, but understanding also to help us understand deeper truths of God and about Him that we may not be able to comprehend. The Spirit of God also enables us to have a deeper understanding of spiritual truth. So rather than looking at things from a logical perspective as to how things may came to be or such things like that, we tend to open up our spiritual eyes to see it to the spirit realm. But He's not also just the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, but also counsel as well, to lead us into the matter of life by God, but it doesn't end there. But also the Spirit of God also has, is also the Spirit of might to help us withstand the temptations of the devil. He also enables us to use our supernatural gifts to achieve this supernaturally, to achieve things supernaturally, so to speak. Now, I know I'm going off a lot here, so let me just back up a little bit. Now, the Spirit of might... I will back up and repeat this once more if you didn't hear me. The spirit of might helps us withstand temptations of the devil. Now, whenever you break free from sin, of course the devil is going to try and bring you back into the same sin once more to get you addicted to whatever it was, you, whatever it was, whether it be pornography or masturbation, whatever the case may be. The Holy Spirit will set up a, a stronghold within you so that you will be able to fend off the attacks from the enemies. So, he also enables us to use our supernatural gifts to achieve supernatural things for the kingdom of God. Now, the next branch is the spirit of knowledge. The Holy Spirit enables us to know God and have a relationship with Him. The sixth branch is the spirit of, fear, of the fear of the Lord. You see, it's the Holy Spirit who convicts us of our sin that leads to a reverential fear of the Lord. So, but what's also interesting is the maintenance of the lampstand. In Exodus chapter 30, verses 7 through 8, Every morning when Aaron maintains the lamps, he must burn fragrant incense on the altar. And each evening when he lights the lamps, he must again burn incense in the Lord's presence. This must be done from generation to generation. Now, as I've said before, candles tend to get dirty after use. So, and when that happens, it doesn't burn brightly as it should. And one of the responsibilities was to clean off the dirt. In the same way, we are to trim off the dirt in our lives so that we do not quench or grieve or hinder the Holy Spirit in any way. And this is required of us on a continual basis. That is why we are to check to see of ourselves if we are indeed in the faith, rather than becoming a lukewarm Christian. Now, we also need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a, on a daily basis, of course, because that's one of the responsibilities. Because it's not just the golden lampstand. We don't have the golden lampstand. The golden lamp is us, that spirit. We are to fill the cups with oil 
and then light it so that the ministry of the Holy Spirit can then shine brightly through us. So, you can find a similar context of what I just said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. So, our job as believers is to shine so brightly that we, when people come close to our light, it will expose the darkness and evil in the world. But not all Christians are doing that as we can find what Lord Jesus says in John chapter 3 verses 19 through 20. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for, the, for their fear their sins will be exposed. We need to expose the darkness because of its evil roots, because of the light we emit by the Holy Spirit. So, if you don't learn anything else other than what I just said, please leave that deep. Let that sink deep into your spirit. So, now I got a little story to tell you. So, I can't exactly remember this when this was, but I want to say roughly, oh, maybe six or seven months ago. So, I was scrolling through Facebook. I don't usually post anything of that sort. I just usually see what everyone else is up to. But I came across an article. It was a um, it was a faith article about it exposing the sin of homosexuality. Now, my I don't necessarily know what they're called. My grandmother in law, so to speak. I I don't exactly know. It's my stepdad's mother. I don't really know what they're called. Forgive me. But um, she, of course, is a godly woman, and she put in the comments, or the comment section of the post, and said, homosexuality is indeed a sin. And then she said something else, but I can't quite remember on it. I cannot tell you how many lukewarm Christian comments I have seen within the thread. It was just hate after hate after hate after hate. And some some exceptions of her, people agreeing with her. But it's just... It's so disgusting to see that how we can let such a lie cloud our judgment and our vision where we believe the lie is the truth and the actual truth is a lie because that is basically how the world tends to be. We trade truths for lies all because people wish to pursue a friendship with the world. If you, let me ask, let me tell you this. If you personally, I know that I just switched up subjects here, but I wanted to get a point across. If you are one of those people who seek to pursue a friendship with the world, I'm going to tell you this and bring you this reality. It's never going to happen. People are going to find some way to bring you down and hate you for whatever reason it is. And if you too believe that homosexuality is indeed not a sin, Go read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. But I'm terribly sorry I got off topic here. I just, wanted, I just wanted to show the reality based on a personal experience from what I have seen. Of course, it's been several months now. I'm sure she's not really too upset about it. But just thinking about it now, it just pains me to see that there are people out there in the world who claim to be Christians but still pursue a friendship with the world. It's just, it's sad and just, just sickening, to be honest. But anyways, brothers and sisters, I'm sure you've heard me rant on long enough about this matter.
I hope you'll have a blessed, wonderful day. God bless you all. Love you. Take care now.